guys. I'm happy to be back recording another podcast episode. This is my third podcast episode, and I really have to say that I'm actually enjoying doing these. Um, Obviously, I'm not getting a ton of views or listens on them, but I just love the process of making them, putting them together, adding some sound effects, and just seeing it come to life. Um, it's really been a cool process to get into and to learn how the podcast world works. So I've really, really been enjoying myself and I hope that you guys are enjoying it too. So I'm actually recording this episode on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Usually I record my episodes in my home office, which is on the second story of our home. Um, but today it's super, super rainy out. Like right now it's actually downpouring. So I set myself up in the living room. I have my two dogs with me, I have a candle burning, and I have my essential oil diffuser going as well, and I'm just super cozy and just loving spending the afternoon relaxing in my house, and I just feel super appreciative to have this home and to be able to be comfortable and cozy in it. Um, I feel extremely grateful to have this home right now because Actually, this is the day that Hurricane Ida made landfall in Louisiana. And I just couldn't imagine dealing with what those people are dealing with right now. I couldn't imagine having to leave my home, lock everything up, and not knowing what I'm going to come home to when this is all over, or even being a business owner and not knowing how you're going to recuperate from this afterwards. It must just be the scariest feeling. And I'm so lucky to live where I live, where we don't have a risk of these natural disasters happening. Um, It's just a really scary feeling for these people, knowing that you could come home to nothing and everything that you've worked for your entire life could be taken away from you. It's not even just a financial factor, but it's also just knowing that your family home, the home where you raise your kids or the home that you come back to every single day after work that makes you feel safe and comfortable could be ripped away from you. Um, I just couldn't imagine it. And Ida basically just made landfall about an hour or two ago. And we don't even know what the worst of it is yet. So I'm just hoping for the best for everyone. My last two episodes have been really planned out and really strategically um put together I wrote down notes about what I wanted to talk about in what sequence and what the main purpose of my shows would be like what the conclusion would be and everything this episode is going to be a little bit different um I just want it to be more of a discussion so basically I have been super interested in taking the Enneagram test um I've heard of a lot of people doing it I've heard that the results of it really correspond to people's personalities and they really see like a correlation between the test and their like reality. So I've really been wanting to do that. So what I did is yesterday I actually took the test. Um, It doesn't take too long to do. It probably took me like 15 minutes. And even at that, it maybe didn't necessarily need to take 15 minutes, but I really wanted to think about each question in depth and really give an accurate answer so that the test results would be as accurate to my personality as possible. So I'd actually like, I haven't read through the results yet. So what I would actually like to do is I would like to go over the results with you guys and let you know how accurate I think that the results are based on my personality. Um, 
I'm super excited to read the results. I really don't know what it's going to say, what Enneagram type I would be. There are nine Enneagram types, and I think that in the test results, I'll probably be able to see what all nine are. So I'll be able to tell you about that before I dive deep into what my results actually are. Um, but before we get to that, I'll just give you like a little definition and meaning of what the Enneagram type actually is. So the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram describes nine personalities and it maps each of these types on a nine pointed diagram, which helps illustrate how the types relate to each other. So basically there are nine Enneagram types, but it'll tell you what percentage of each Enneagram type you relate to. So I could be 99%, like I could relate 99% to one Enneagram type, but I could also relate 95% to another Enneagram type. But whichever point that it's pointing to would be my strongest Enneagram type and the one that resembles me the most. So what does the Enneagram tell us? According to the Enneagram, each of the nine personality types is defined by a particular core belief about how the world works. This core belief drives your deepest motivations and fears and fundamentally shapes a person's worldview and the perspective through which they see the world and people around them. Our core beliefs are not necessarily incorrect, but they can be limiting and operate as blinders for people. Understanding our Enneagram type and how it colors our perception can help us broaden our perspective and approach situations more effectively. So it's also a way for you to learn a bit more about yourself and to understand why you are the way that, the, that you are, why you think the way that you think, but also how you could be more open to other scenarios and situations and what you can do to improve yourself. So I'm a very big proponent on being self-aware and observing like my actions and why I am the way that I am. I'm very much a, of an observer. I observe people. I observe my own emotions. So I think that this test is like a really good way for me to be able to observe even deeper into how I am and to be able to expand my, my way of thinking, I guess. So I'm really excited to read these results um, and really see what it says about me. And I don't know. I, I think it'll be accurate. I'm excited to see. Okay, so I just opened up my email where I got my Enneagram test results yesterday. And at a first glance, I see, so basically it's like a PDF document that's sent to you with your results. Um, and I see that there is like a circle graph showing each different Enneagram type. So the circle is separated into nine sections. And I see that my strongest point, my strongest Enneagram type or number, I guess, is three, followed by six, seven, nine, eight, and then the other ones are much lower. So if I look at this, okay, so the first section tells me what the nine types of Enneagrams are and which one, like out of all of them, what percentage do I match with the most? So if I was looking at the graph properly, 
I should see that three is my strongest one. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So three is my strongest one. And I actually have a 98% match. Um, so three is part of the heart types. So the description of that of that is that heart types are driven by their emotions and their desire to connect with other people. Heart types are driven by a strong sense of empathy and their sense of what people um, are expecting, both of themselves and others. For the heart type, the core emotion is sadness. No, oh, that's... That's pretty sad, <laughs> which originates from a sense of disconnection with self or others. Some heart types experience sadness more acutely, while others proactively try to connect with people to circumvent their core sadness. Okay, so if I give my first impression on those results, um, I don't see myself as being a sad person. So that's something that I'm going to say I disagree with. Uh Maybe I'm not in tune with my emotions enough and I actually am more of a sad person and I'm not letting myself feel it, but I truly don't think that I am a sad person. So I'm going to keep reading the results and see, see what else I believe in them. So specifically threes are defined by their desire to achieve. They want to advance in the world and will sacrifice almost anything for success, vigorously pursuing tasks and becoming utterly uh, absorbed in the pursuit of attainment. But they will only choose a task in the first place if it promises rewards and brings prestige. Threes like to stand out. They have a burning need to be admired and see life as a game where winning is emphasized. Okay, so I'm on the fence about this one. I don't like to stand out. Like, I truly don't. I like to fit in in the crowd Yes, I like to be recognized for my achievements, such as like in work settings, but I don't like to stand out. I do agree with the fact that um, threes are classified as having a burning need to be admired in the fact that they see life as a game where winning is emphasized. I sort of see that in myself. I am very much of a... I have a very large like political knowledge when it comes to work in the sense of I see work as being a game, especially in the corporate world. Um, you have to be kind of political in order to succeed. Yes, success also comes in the sense of doing your tasks well and completing them and being good at your job, but it also comes in the sense of being a political person speaking with people, building relationships with people and knowing that people like you because that will get you further in your career. Um, I'm not using that as a crutch necessarily to get me further in my career, but it obviously helps. Um, how would I say it? Like there are the people who just do their regular nine to five. They just do their work and then they clock out afterwards without putting the emphasis on building relationships with their coworkers or their boss. That is seriously a critical thing to do if you want to advance in the corporate world. It's something that can't be skipped. Um, it will ultimately give you opportunities that others don't because your boss or your coworkers feel a connection with you. Um, it really is a, a very big component that a lot of people miss or that they just don't feel like they should be having to stoop down to and to do that. But I know that that is the biggest thing that could help you in your career. 
mind you, I get along really, really well with my boss. So that's not an issue for me. I don't have to suck up or anything. I mean, like I have a genuinely very good relationship with my boss and we're actually good friends. So I don't feel the need to suck up. It just honestly comes naturally. And I think that we truly enjoy like talking to each other and being around each other. So that's obviously fun. Um, But this does help when you have problematic coworkers and you need you need to be on their good side because they are your coworkers. You do need help from them once in a while. You need to work with them once in a while. So obviously building those relationships with your coworkers really, really helps. Okay, so moving on. Um, the type three, the Enneagram type three, their strengths are great go forward, zeal for work, success, and goal accomplishments, and know how to work a crowd, supremely efficient and productive, risk taker with novel ideas for solutions, and good at adapting and improvising. Their challenges, they focus too heavily on personal image, can come across as being insensitive or overly competitive, intolerant of failure from themselves or others, or repress their emotions to achieve maximum performance and results. So I kind of agree with the last one that is part of the challenge list, um, repressing your emotions to achieve maximum performance and results. I actually have two jobs. So I have my full-time job and I have a job as a consultant for the company that I used to work for before I left to come to my current job. Um, I'm currently working two jobs because my boyfriend and I have goals that we want to accomplish in life. We would love, love, love to buy an investment property, whether it's a duplex or a house to fix up and resell. Um, But to do that, you need the money to do it. And basically, since we already bought our first home in July of 2019, um, when you buy your first home, if you buy a second property, you need to have the 20% cash down. So right now, um, my old job Uh, thought it was a good idea to keep me on as a consultant. And I've been doing that for, I believe, a year and a half now, or like a year and eight months. Um, So it's such a great opportunity. I get to do it from home, and I never have to go into the office or anything. So like while I'm watching TV, I'm working, doing my second job. So I truly resonate with this last point, because sometimes I'm just so tired. Sometimes I just want to take a break. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you can give yourself some like alone time, you can like do something for yourself, you can do some self care, but then I'm like, no, I have to work for my second job. So I just kind of like repress my emotions. And I'm like, no, you're fine. Don't think about it. Just keep going. But like, I need to stop sometimes and think of myself and realize that life isn't all about work. Um, So I guess this point really resonates with me because I want to achieve maximum performance and results. That's the goal of why I'm doing my second job. But it is a weakness and a challenge and probably something that I should, you know, give myself a break for and just try not to work as much. Okay, so if I scroll down a little bit more. um, So if I scroll down to emotional life 
Um, so the results say that the Enneagram threes do not wear their hearts on their sleeves, but their entire sense of value and security lies in them gaining the approval and acceptance of others. They feel often anxiety or panic when someone withdraws that approval, almost like a sense of grief. So while the three outwardly projects the brochure version of himself as someone with incredible energy, ambition, and self-belief, there's a lot of insecurity going on beneath the surface. Threes feel deeply anxious about their own self-worth. Okay, so this one totally, totally resonates with me. I am a very big like self-doubter. I am somebody who has imposter syndrome. Um, what imposter syndrome means is that you could be in a role, whether it's work, whether it's personal relationships, anything, where you feel like you are not good enough, where you feel like anybody else could be better than you, and that one day people are just going to wake up and realize what a fool you are and see how not good you are at your job or something like that. Like that is something that I struggle with so much. I know that I'm good at my job. Are there things that I could learn? Definitely, like 100%. Anybody can can benefit from training and from different experiences and learning new tasks or whatever. But even though I have been in the field that I'm in for probably five years now or six years, I still self-doubt myself all the time. I'm like, oh, okay, I just did this, but is that not right? Is somebody going to think that I'm stupid for doing something a certain way? Are they going to realize that they should fire me because I don't know what I'm talking about? Like, that's something that I deal with all the time. So... I project onto my boss and my coworkers that I know what I'm talking about. And I, most of the time I think I know what I'm talking about, but I self self doubt myself so much to the point where like, say when I hang up from a meeting with a coworker or my boss, I just sit there and stare at my screen and I'm like, Oh my God, like they're going to realize like what a fraud I am. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. It's just this self, self-doubt that comes about that totally destroys like basically the work that I just did so I definitely um I resonate with that point and that's for sure something that I should fix about myself um okay so if I scroll down to the next part of my results that I'm going to go over are what are called the wings so the wings are um, a type that is considered to have like the most adjacent categories that correspond with your primary type on the Enneagram design. Um, for most people, their primary type explains the core of their behavior while the, the wing drives secondary and sometimes contradictory aspects of who they are. Learning about your wing will help you to understand your personality more in depth. So my two wings are the the number two and the number four. So the number two, I am 74% uh, number two and the four, I am 41%. So if I explain what the two is, the twos are caring, empathetic people who want to establish themselves as generous and unselfish in the eyes of others. At their core, twos fear being unwanted. So they adopt a strategy of people pleasing to prove that they are worthy of someone's love. I kind of agree with that one. A two wing brings an authentic confidence to the three personality type. While threes tend to escape from low self-esteem and self-doubt by being constantly 
on the go and achieving, twos are more interested in being of service to others. Developing a two wing for threes can then help them turn the threes vanity and unseeking uh, and status seeking into something more interpersonal. Developing a two wing can also help threes develop the empathy they need to balance out their driven status seeking nature. Okay, so if I talk about that one a little bit, I kind of agree um, with the fact that I am a two. I think that I'm a two at home. I'm a two with friends and I'm a two with family, but I'm a three at work. So at home, I am constantly trying to see what I could do for others, not to gain any self gratification or to gain any type of love from family or from my boyfriend because you know like I know that I'm fully accepted by them but at heart I'm a people pleaser and I like to make others happy I like to do things for others it just makes my heart happy to do that um it sounds really like small and stupid but my boyfriend is not a cook like no (laughs) he will look in at the fridge and he'll be like there there will be so many ingredients in there and he's just like yeah I don't know what to make I don't know what all of these ingredients can make if I combine them into one um so he works out of the home I work from home two to three days a week uh so I have more time to cook than him and I have time to prepare meals for him so it makes me happy to prepare his meals for him to pack his lunch for him and to know that he's gone to work with like good food and not just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that he would make himself if he had to make food by himself. It just makes me happy. Um, So I kind of agree with the fact that two is like my adjacent personality. Um, I do feel like I, I fit in well with, with that category. So the next adjacent personality is the four in which I am 41% compatible. So Fours are unique and self-aware people who wish to be admired for their individuality. The last thing they desire is to present a stereotypical persona to the world. And this push towards individuality tempers the threes need to wear masks and fit in. Threes with a four wing are still charming, but the four adds a contemplative self-questioning side to their personality. These types are much more connected emotionally and possess a moral integrity that straight three sometimes lack. Like all threes, those with a four wing derive a great deal of esteem from their accomplishments. They're competitive, and it's more about the value of their work and living up to their own high standards than having the right image socially. Developing a four wing can also help threes gain a sense of emotional insight into people's experiences. They are good at identifying problems and overcoming obstacles, pursuing success at whatever they do, but instead of success seeking to overcome feelings of inadequacy, their efforts are more sensitive and introspective. Threes with a four wing are just as happy working behind the scenes to accomplish major tasks and often find great satisfaction in achieving personal growth, even if they're not showcasing their most attractive qualities to the world. So I feel like I kind of resonate more with the four wing, uh, more than 41% of it than I am matched with um, because I do see myself as being a very self-aware person. Like I said um, previously, I'm a very observant person. I observe, by observing people, I learn to know who they are. I learn to know how they need to be spoken to. 
um, which makes me very self-aware of myself. Like I've come to realize that not everybody needs to be spoken to in the same way, just because let's just give work as an example. Let's just say I tell one of my coworkers that such and such a task needs to be done. It's in the way that I present it to them that really matters. I could tell one person, hey, um, you need to call this person. And that's totally accepted. But to another person, I have to be like, hey, would you mind calling this person? Do you have enough time to do so? Is your schedule too packed for it? Like that's the way that that person needs to be presented information. So it makes me very self-aware in the way that I speak to people and just in the way that not everybody needs to be spoken to the same way. Like that's not really being self-aware. Like I find it is being self-aware, but in a way it's also a way of showing that I see how people want to be spoken to. So it is kind of being self-aware. I'm also self-aware in my relationships with my family, friends, and boyfriend. Like, I can see when I'm in the wrong. Like, I know when I'm being totally irrational, and I can snap myself out of it and bring myself back down to planet Earth. Like, I'm very self-aware in my responses and in the way that I talk to people. I guess I'm just more of an observant person. Um, So, yeah, I totally agree with with that one. Okay, so if I read through more of the results. So, okay, this is actually a good, uh, a good part. So it's a way that um, ways that you can improve yourself as a three. So it's called growth tasks for threes. So the first one is get off the hamster wheel. Doing is your blind spot. Notice when you're performing for performing sake, regardless, regardless of the task value, learn to moderate the pace. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree. Uh, The second one is fail. Make small mistakes on purpose and notice how inconsequential they are. Remind yourself that you are more than successes or failures. Move on. This would be such a hard one for me because being a three, I'm such a person that wants to please and somebody who wants to do good at their tasks and show that like I'm successful in what I'm doing. Like even if it's just the simplest task, I want to show that I'm good at it. I don't want to show failure. But I guess to grow as a three, you do need to step out of that little comfort zone and let yourself fail once in a while just to see that, okay, it's not such a big deal. Like you failed, you just pick yourself back up and you move on and dust yourself off. It's not a big deal. So this is probably something that I should consider doing. Um, The third one, compete only with yourself. There will always be someone better, more popular, or more successful than you. Strive to be better than you were yesterday. Yeah, I can see how that could help me in my life, Um, especially at work. You'll never be the best. There will always be somebody better than you. So I have to stop trying to be the, not that I'm trying to be the best, Like in the last one, I have to let myself fail. Like, you can't be perfect all the time. We're literally human. We aren't robots. We're not programmed to be perfect. Like, we are literally humans, and it's okay. Um, The fourth one, listen without without an agenda. Include others and be curious about what they're saying. Take time to be receptive to others. Embrace new ideas. I 
feel like I'm pretty good at this one. I feel like I'm a pretty good listener already. And just because I'm having a conversation with somebody doesn't mean that I have an agenda. Um, I like just taking in people's viewpoints and opinions and just talking, just having pure, honest, humble conversations. I don't feel like I have an agenda, but yeah, I can definitely, I'll keep that one in mind, but I feel like I'm pretty good at that. Number five is focus on really what really matters. Discover what really matters to you in your work, relationships, and leisure, and make time to pursue it. Set boundaries on work and goal achievement. Yeah, that's something I need to do <laughs> badly. Um, I've started a little bit. Um, like I mentioned, I have two jobs, and my second job, I typically do about 20 hours of work a week. Um, and I try to give myself Wednesday evenings and Thursday evenings off. The reason being is because my boyfriend has a schedule of Friday to Tuesday. He works 3 to 11, and then he has Wednesdays and Thursdays off. So that's really the only time that we get to spend time together and see each other for like a whole evening. Like those are the only two days where we have supper together every single night. So I try to give myself those two days off. It's going to be a little bit tricky um, in the upcoming months because it's my really busy season at my second job. Um, but I'm going to try to give myself an extra day like on the weekends, like give myself like a full Saturday or like Friday night of not working and just doing what I want. Probably just turning on some Netflix and sitting on the couch watching TV because that is what I like to do. I'm a TV junkie. So I need to give myself more time. And number, was this number six? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Okay. So number six, don't be afraid of intimacy. Try opening up to someone. Happiness comes from knowing that you are loved and accepted for all that you are and not only your achievements. Okay. I don't feel like I have an issue with this in my personal life. Um, I feel like my boyfriend is like my person. Like I know that I'm with my best friend. I don't have any issues opening up to him. I tell him everything. The same goes with my family. But I could allow myself to open up more in my professional work environment and not just make work about work, but try to cultivate some real genuine relationships with the people that I work with. So that's also something that I could um, that I could make a change on. So the last things that I'm going to talk about, because I think that this episode's getting pretty long, are the top three personality um, superpowers in um, in the Enneagram three. So the top three are ambition. So basically, these are all on a scale of twenty. So ambition, I have eighteen. Futurism, I have 18, and optimism, I have 13. Yeah, that's probably something I should work on too. Um, in general, I'm an optimistic person, but I do have my days where I'm more of a pessimist, and that could be worked on. So my top three personality blind spots, which are also on a scale of 20, are security, uh, avoidance, and agreeable. Hmm. Yeah, security. Okay, so you see the world is a risky place. You're concerned about securing a safe spot in it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so taking note of those, those are things that I could work on too. 
So guys, I'm very, very happy that you tuned in to listen to this episode. I've been wanting to take the Enneagram test for quite a while now, and I'm super happy to have these results. I think I'm going to save these results and reference them once in a while and see how well I'm doing in changing myself or becoming more self-aware and stuff like that. Um, I highly recommend taking this test. It's very interesting to see what this test tells you about yourself. Sometimes there are things that you just don't realize on your own. And this test has been very fine-tuned and is fairly accurate to your actual personality type. So I think that even like in a work environment or relationship environment, this test can help you out and teach you things about yourself that you don't know that can only benefit you in your life, in all realms of your life. So I highly recommend. So I would really, really appreciate if you guys like my podcast, maybe just give me a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even just send me a message on my Instagram. I have a Instagram for like my house. Well, I started it for like my house, um, sharing pictures of my home and stuff like that. But it's really become more of a lifestyle thing. I still post pictures of my house, but I talk about different things that interest me. Um, Recently, I watched a global warming documentary and I shared some things on my stories about it and what I want to do to try to help the world a little bit more. So it's really just like, actually, it's kind of like a journal of my life. It's just whatever I'm feeling in that day, I post it. And I just like hearing from people and getting their perspective on things. I like when you comment on my reels. I like when you comment on my pictures. I love commenting on your pictures. I love seeing other people's homes and how to decorate them and what their decor style is. It's just, I don't know. I just, I love my Instagram. It's like a nice little platform. It's a nice little community that I have. So if ever you wanted to follow me on Instagram or send me a message there because that's where I'll be most active and respond. You can follow me at steps.yellow.farmhouse. That's my Instagram handle. And like I said, if you like my podcast, I would really love if you gave me a rating or if you would subscribe. And I would just love to hear from you guys in any way possible. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.